here on this Friday edition of the show. Lots of NFL stuff to talk about, but Kyle, that top 100 NFL draft prospectus is now out for the people. Congrats on the release. And uh, where can people find this and what the heck's included? Yeah, so thank you, first of all. This is the first year we're doing it in chapters. And uh, kind of the build up to the draft, wanted to make sure everybody had a constant flow of reading material, right? So top 100 dropped last night. We were aiming for the beginning of the week. We had to do some, uh, some troubleshooting on the site to make sure it was an enjoyable user experience. Once we uploaded the documents to the draftnetwork.com. So if you go to the draftnetwork.com as a TDN premium user, there's a tab across the top. It says portfolios with a little drop down, and you will see a link there for Kyle Krabs 2020 NFL draft respects top 100. If you're a TDM premium user you can click on that and it will load it right onto your browser whether you are mobile or you are on a desktop and you can sit there and flip through top 100 big board and each of the reports uh, of my top 100 players which is listed in the order of Joe Burrow as player one so he has the first report Chase Young as player two he is the second report so and so forth all the way down through the top 100 you get best games worst games best and worst traits, NFL player comparisons, any red flags that these guys have, scheme-specific tr- projections, final round grades, so on and so forth. Uh, Joe Burrow too low, it sounds like. That was the feedback I got from Ben, yeah. I know. Joe Burrow I too low at, at, at first overall in player one, yeah. <laughs> That's a good segue. So first of all, go get a TDN premium membership. It's 30 bucks for the year. You get this top 100, and Kyle's got 200 more of these reports coming out. Uh, we've got uh, team draft guides coming through, contextualized quarterback uh, charting from Ben Solak, and, of course, the trades in the mock draft machine, which is so fun, funner than I ever thought it would be. And then also the TDN Premium Slack channel, where you can go and talk football with hundreds of passionate draft people uh, all day long. So it's uh, a pretty good bargain there. And come uh, support your guys here on this podcast and, and check out what we have to offer with the premium membership at thedraftnetwork.com, but you had mentioned there, Joe Burrow, number one. And before we even get into some of the newsy stuff that I was hoping we'd talk about, you wrote this piece last night about um, what it would take to get up to number one for the Dolphins. And should the Bengals consider, you know, uh, a haul of three first round picks to move back a little bit, still get a, a quarterback they like in Justin Herbert and have more chances to improve the roster. So like, let's get it into this thing uh, from a high level and, and talk it through. Well, this was this whole conversation. I know Bengals fans get pissed whenever this gets brought up. This conversation was brought around by Armando Sogaro of the Miami Herald reporting that the Dolphins love Joe Burrow, which who doesn't? Right. But that they're actually intent on trying to build a package to trade up for Joe Burrow, which is, as I wrote in the piece, you're asking the Bengals to commit like the unwritten rule of the draft. If you need a quarterback, 
don't trade away from the best available quarterback. Yeah. So for Miami, they would have to build one of those offers you cannot refuse for the Cincinnati Bengals. And I think that extends even beyond 5, 18, and 26, which is Miami's three first-round picks. I think you would have to give the Bengals 5, 18, 26, and a first-round pick next year to get this conversation kick-started, at which point you, as a team in the Miami Dolphins, that have so many holes on your roster, feels really counterproductive. Now, if no one else has any convictions about the other quarterbacks in the class, that's more of an indictment on them than it is anything else. And I think that's the interesting piece here. Because if Tua Tungavaola was as attractive as a quarterback prospect as so many people think that he is, why wouldn't Miami just sit and take him at five or trade up to three? Or if the Bengals were offered that trade package, why wouldn't they move back and take him? Or, you know, Justin Herbert, who they had a positive experience with at Senior Bowl. So I really have a hard time seeing anything realistic and productive come out of these conversations personally. But I think four first round picks is like where you get the conversation started. I want to speculate more on this because this is fun for me. Um, Contributing factors to the reason we're talking about this. How much do you think it is to us medicals and the virus and his inability to get checked and throw? How much of it is Miami having a strong offseason and feeling, whoa, we've really answered some questions here with this roster, and we don't want to have a question into a, or, you know, Herbert, who's nowhere near the prospect Burrow is like, let's go get freaking Burrow and let's go. How, how much do you think those things play into this right now, or is this just stuff we talk about as we get to the later portions of March? Well, I think if the Dolphins end up, offering Cincinnati something crazy like that. I think it is an indictment of what the draft process looks like for Tua because the Dolphins' entire point of view and perspective was 2019 was to position ourselves to draft a quarterback. And if we get to a point here where we're not comfortable with Tua because we can't see him throw, they didn't push back the draft. Right. We're not going to, we might not even get a medical recheck. Like you're totally flying blind with Tua at this point in time. No idea. We have no idea what we're going to get from here other than what we had at the Combine, and they scrambled the Jets to try and get a pre-draft visit yeah. for him before they shut down the visits, and it didn't happen. So they didn't even, they didn't even get Tua to come into the building last week before they sh- the NFL shut down p- prospect visits for top 30 visits. So if this continues to build, it's not a very good omen in my opinion, specifically for Tua because of all the question marks that he has. Now, you still have Jordan Love that's out there. You still have Justin Herbert that's out there. And depending on who you talk to, the Dolphins to some degree like both of those players. But if they perceive Joe Burrow to be that big of a drop-off after him to those players, that's how you can explain them pushing the chips into the table like this. What What's the, what's the package you had in mind uh, that would potentially oh, get this it, done? Uh, I think you have to offer three the three ones to get it started and to get the Bengals to counter offer you with something else. So five it's five nineteen and twenty six, five eighteen twenty six, and you're probably going to have to give up a future one as well. 
would be what I would say for Cincinnati to be like, yes, that would be worth our while to walk from Joe and draft either Herbert or somebody else. Man, that's a ton. Right. That it that's the offer you can't refuse. Well, okay, so if you're Miami, come on, man, Burrow, he's so good. Are you I mean, so if you do 518-26 and the Texans first round pick next year, you're trading away from I don't know. The Texas pick might be worse than the Dolphins pick. Whatever pick. What it does splitting hairs here. You're 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 trading away from three other starters for the quarterback. But the quarterback matters so much, right? Yeah. It's like I don't know if I when I think about this, like I don't know that Miami shouldn't do it, and I also don't know that Cincinnati should. If that makes sense. So you don't think it's enough of a slam dunk offer to get Cincinnati off of it? It just comes back to Burrow. I, I just think yeah, he's he's so far and away like the guy that I would want to have that I'm not willing to make the concession there. Like if you want me to like trade away from Derek Brown and I know I can get Javon Kinlaw or something like that, like don't split hairs over that specific example, then whatever. And I get other stuff. Cool. I'm in. The quarterback is where I, I, I pump the brakes and I say, no, nah, man, Burrow's that dude. And I like Tua. I like Herbert. I like love a little bit, but I'm not comfortable with even thinking about stepping away from Burrow, who I think is, is just perfect for. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let, let's construct using Kyle Krabs's 2020 NFL draft perspectives now available at the draftnetwork.com. He's got a top 100 big board in there. Let's pick out a combination of players. Okay. And including, are we going to put two as medicals in here? That's so hard. What do you, um, no, let's assume two is on pace. We're going to assume he's on pace. Okay. So you could either have Joe Burrow at one, or you can have, Tua Tungavaola. Do you think Chason's there at 18? It's rich. It's ambitious. Okay, who's a little bit more realistic? At edge? See, I think that's where I don't know that. Well, not not edge. Just any player Uh, that's like a good... You think any of those four offensive tackles makes no, it there? No, I don't think any of the three receivers. How about Grant Delpit? Yeah, sure. He's fine. And I think I think the the way Miami has moved in free agency actually makes Grant Delpit a, a fairly reasonable proposition for them. So Tua Tungavala, Grant Delpit, and 26, you're probably looking at like Josh Jones or yeah. Lucas Nyang or whoever you think that OT5 is. And a first round pick next year. Here's where I could buy into this if I'm Cincinnati. I don't know that Cincinnati's ever going to do enough outside of the draft to properly build this team around Joe Burrow. So if I get this other crack at three starters plus the quarterback that I like it may be the best thing for the team. 
just because of fun. their tendencies. This is fun. I mean, are you picking up what I'm laying down or no? All right, I am. And here's what we're going to do. I'm going to do, real quick, a two-round mock. I'm going to trade Miami up into... the first spot to draft Joe. And then we're going to see who we're going to see who Cincinnati gets at their disposal to add on. Give them that pick in the thirties too. So that's the way it's like a true thing. There's no, no, I want to do two round mock. I want to see who they have at 33. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. So I had Miami give their three ones to go up to one. And they took Joe Burrow. So I have Tua and Herbert on the board at five for the Bengals. Who do we want to give? Herbert. Herbert? Yeah, I think it comes back to they're familiar with him from the Senior Bowl and the Tua Medicals thing. Okay. So now the Bengals are now on the clock at 18. Best names available. Kinlaw, Fulton, Swift, Delpit, Taylor, Josh Jones, Jeff Gladney, Yeter Grossmatos, Justin Ruiz Jefferson, Caesar Ruiz is available, but I mean you're picking 26. Yeah, we got to target him there. I just feel like interior offensive line is such a big deal. Trust me, brother. I I live this for the Dolphins every is time a, I do a mock because it, I'm at 18 and I'm like, man, I don't love the value at 18 for offensive prospects. Is Queen or Murray there? Uh, they both should be. Let me double check. Both are there. Yes, I'd go Queen, man. Patrick Queen. Yeah. At 18, lock it in. Okay. Yeah. And then we're targeting Cesar Ruiz at the next pick. Ruiz went at 25. Oh, you son of a gun. <laughs> the the pick before? Yeah, he went, 50, he went 25 to uh, Minnesota. Damn, man. Okay. All right. We got to pivot. Who's the best available? Josh Jones is available, offensive tackle. I mean, you've I mean got... if, we're do- if we want to do this, we want to build around Joe Burrow, right? No, we're building around Justin Herbert. Oh, I'm sorry. We're building around <laughs> Justin Herbert. Uh, wide receivers, Denzel Mims, T. Higgins, Jalen Rager. They might need to go tackle because Williams is coming. Jonah Williams is coming back, and they cut uh, Cordy Glenn. So they're yes. looking at, like, Bobby Hart at right tackle. We're getting a tackle right now. <laughs> I got Josh Jones, Ezra Cleveland, Lucas Yang. All right, let's go Josh Jones because I think that's more of the consensus idea yep. there. Now we're up at 33. Okay. What position you want to look at? Well, I think their biggest needs are edge interior offensive line are the unattended two spots or wide receiver. Okay. Best available interior offensive lineman. Jeez. Jonah Jackson. Cushionberry went in the first. Okay. But they have Trey Hopkins at center. So Jonah Jackson to upgrade Billy Price, as weird as that sounds. <laughs> the Ohio State pipeline continues. Brother, they're starting um, Xavier Stiofulo right now as one of the guards. We got to get Joe yeah, Jackson a, right here. That was, a, that was a big signing. No, um, he can't play. I saw, is, saw that is last year. Is there any, any wide receiver that you have to have? No, because I, I, I still have A.J. Green back. I have Tyler Boyd, and I can get another receiver in the third round. That's going to be good. Okay, so we're going to take Jonah Jackson in this scenario at 33 overall. 
Wait, we still didn't get our linebacker. Oh, we got the, we got Queen, right? We got Patrick Queen. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go Jonah Jackson. Okay, so in summary, Justin Herbert, Patrick Queen, Josh Jones, Jonah Jackson. Yeah, I feel... Would you rather I, have that or Joe Burrow and Jonah Jackson? The challenge and, that I and have... You've, and, and you've got a one next year, too. You got two ones next year, right? Your own well, and... Yes, yeah, so you, you would be getting an extra first-round pick next year. Because I know I'm not doing anything else in free agency to help my football team, it sways me in that direction, Kyle. I mean, is Joe Burrow going to overcome Xavier Suofilo and Bobby Hart as his right guard and right tackle? You know? I think it's an interesting counterpoint and one that really hasn't been discussed. This is not a team that spends a lot. So they're not going to, you know, they're, they're routine. They are routinely a team that has one pick per round <laughs> right. and they don't spend in free agency. And that's why with Miami understanding what they've been able to do, not only from getting premier talent in free agency this year, but maximizing bottom of the roster guys in starting roles last year, winning five of their last nine games that we can say, hey, mission accomplished. We've got the quarterback. And we did enough in free agency, and we still have enough flexibility moving forward, and you still have quite a few picks left in this year's draft and next year's draft. Right, because if Miami meets that four first-round pick price, they can get Burrow, and I'm sitting here looking at who's on the board at 19. They could get J.K. Dobbins, and then they've got a pick at 56. And then they still have a first round pick in 2021 and they have two second round picks in 2021. And the biggest remaining concern for this Miami Dolphins team has to be some more pieces on this offensive line. And this offensive line class is deep as can be. I tweeted it out yesterday. We're going to talk about this offensive line class. Like we do the 2017 DB class. There's answers to be found. Lucas Nang still on the board at 39 as well. Boom. So take Nang at 39 and then you can get a running back at 56. If you're Miami. I'd, I'd do it. Now, who comes out on the, the worst end of this stick? I, for the reasons I outlined with both teams' tendencies and what I know about both franchises, I like it for both of them. Okay. Well, Bengals fans, his name is at the Joe Marino, and he just advocated for your team to trade away from Joe Burrow. Because And that's because I just don't think they're going to maximize him. He's not overcoming that right side of the offensive line that they have put together. Okay, let's I mean, segue. Talking crazy like, pills here? No, I don't, I don't think you are, but you have to realize the, the fever pitch that Joe Burrow hit this year and the fanfare that he's got and how fan bases become attached, right? Even before it's like, I see it with Miami and Tua. Yeah. It's like, if you were to, if you were to suggest that the dolphins would draft Justin Herbert over Tua at five, (laughs) you're, you're speaking blasphemy into this world. It's not acceptable. It's not an acceptable outcome. And I feel like that's kind of where the Bengals fan base is. And rightfully so to a certain degree in that they have the first pick and they will have their pick of the litter and they could choose to do whatever they want to do. Anything other than Joe Burrow is not an acceptable outcome for Bengals fans. And I, and I understand that. And, and I, 
I started off this conversation saying Joe Burrow is that dude. I love him. I want him. He's the best player in the class. He's but then that he guy. Did the yeah, but and in the math is complemented by my fears about them not doing enough to build this team up around Joe. That's what it comes down to more than anything else. Because I could, I feel like I could go find those answers. I don't trust the Bengals to do it, and I'm a. I like the Bengals. I have been a Bengals apologist for years. I like they, a lot about they, this roster. They really do get ragged on a lot. I mean, they talk about, you know, downtrodden franchises and whatever, and you could say whatever about you know, the, the team ownership. But the team's had, had modest success with Marvin Lewis as the head coach for a really long time. They, they made the playoffs five consecutive years, Kyle. That's only been done 31 times in NFL history. Under Marvin yeah. Lewis. Do we like what's going on there now? Maybe not. The uh, Sean McVay coaching tree is looking <laughs> continuously more taxed by the day, which feels like a good segue to get into, right? Rams yeah. cut Todd Gurley. Yeah, we spent 20 minutes on this. I didn't expect yeah, that. but it, I, it I was, was trying to move the needle here. I know. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't get off it, man. I couldn't. I'm going to get yelled at so bad. That's Probably. Fine. Probably. That's fine. I had good process, right, Kyle? <laughs> Listen, we've got to take everything that happened with the LA Rams over the course of the last 24 months, <laughs> and we've got to put it in a textbook, and we've got to send it <laughs> to every aspiring NFL general manager above the age of five in this country. Yeah. To make sure this does not happen again. This team is in such bad shape. And they cut Todd Gurley yesterday. <laughs> they cut Clay Matthews yesterday. Jared Goff had his contract roll over into more guarantees. He's got a dead cap of $96 million this year. That's not, not, that, not that they would ever cut him, right? But like that's how much guaranteed money the Rams still have rolled into Jared Goff's contract. This is the latest example of the the cap is a myth. Da 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 da. Yes and no. It's not necessarily a myth. At some point, you're going to have to pay the piper. Yep. And the Rams went all in. They pushed all their chips into the table, and they went all in, and they came up short in the Super Bowl two years ago. And Jeez. what we have seen since is this team has begun, their infrastructure as a team has begun to crumble, and they do not have the resources to replenish it. You're bringing back 38-year-old Andrew Whitworth to play left tackle for you again, and he, Joe, he signed a multi-year deal at 38 years old. Three years, yeah. He wasn't bad last year. But where's the, this is not a sustainable model, even the way that they have it now. And they're piecemealing things together while trying to cut players. Well, guess what? You cut Todd Gurley. He's still going to be, you're still going to owe him like $18 million in guaranteed money against the cap after cutting him. You're just splitting it up over two years. Okay. So if you look at this defensive side of the football, Aaron Donald up front, Jalen Ramsey on the back end. Those are good players. Still, still has not signed a contract extension, by the way. <sighs> Don't I can't even fathom that. 
you've given up two first round picks for a guy that you don't have long term. That's crazy. Okay. Is their thought process that if we can have the best defensive tackle and the best cornerback in the game, we can just sprinkle in anyone around them and be okay on defense? Is that what we're I, thinking here? Is that the redemptive thought? I guess so. But, man, they lost Corey Littleton, which hurts a Bad. lot. It's going to be Micah Kaiser going to be their middle backer? Who's the other corner for them? Because Roby Troy Coleman's Hill. free agent. Troy Hill. <laughs> right, Troy Hill. Fine third, fourth corner. They're starting inside linebackers. Tom Brady, the Bucks now official, by the way. Oh, are you kidding? He has signed. You never thought it would happen. Congratulations. That's, that's sly dog. He drugged this out for three days and then <laughs> made sure he dropped it when we were on Draft Dudes podcast. Right. Well, um, we've, we've talked enough about it. Good. Congrats, Tampa Bay. You're yes. going to be a fun team to watch this year. Yes, for sure. Um, defense is it? I mean, Troy Reader, who Delaware, right? Penn State and University of Delaware, my neck of the woods. UDFA, who ended up starting like a ton of games for them last year. That linebacker. <laughs> it's going to be the new norm. And then they're paying all those receivers. Who is Nick Scott? Uh, Besides being their starting free safety from Penn State. I don't know. To answer your question, yes. Apparently their thought process is we're going to take two elite football players and that is going to cover for the other 11 spots. And then they're just going to have some expensive receivers and an expensive quarterback and hope to God... Aaron Cromer can figure out the offensive line. Apparently. Oh, they screwed the pooch, man. They had to win it in 2018. Oh, right? and by and the way, they, they, points in the Super Bowl. they have no first round pick in either of the next two NFL drafts. Yeah, can't. Can't. So again, you hear Les Snead talk a lot about strategic decisions and manipulating the cap and, and all the things that he talked about amid like the Jalen Ramsey aggressive addition and so on and so forth. And yes and no, because it came back and now they're paying for what they, the moves they made two years ago, 18 the momentum, ago. just the momentum you're looking for going into this new stadium. Correct. Yes. Um, also, I still can't get over this. 2019 was Todd Gurley's fifth year in the NFL. Right? Mm-hmm. How many, how many years do you get on a rookie contract? Five. Four okay, and an so option. Four and an option. The Rams exercise the option. So Todd signed a monster extension 18 months ago and technically never played a down for the Rams that was on that new contract. They gave him a, a extension four years ago, or two, 18 months ago, for four-year extension, and he literally did not play a single down of the extension, and they paid him all the guaranteed money anyway. Yeah. Bad. It's inexcusable. Well... 
this weekend should provide some fun stuff. Maybe there'll be some resolution on Melvin Gordon and Melvin Gordon, Jadevian Clowney still dangling out there. Who knows what could happen with Yannick and Gakwe. So looking forward to seeing what goes down here over the next 48 hours and catching up on Monday. Is there anything else you wanted to sneak in here before the weekend? No, we'll pass the buck. Oh, the buck stops here on the draft dudes podcast. Yeah. Shut it down. Joe said, no, I'm done. That's good. We are done. So hit subscribe. Come on back on Monday. I think takes on takes is coming back. Tom Brady now officially a Buccaneer. He signed the papers this morning. Lock it in. Lock it in this weekend. Enjoy some football. Plenty of film on YouTube for you guys to check out. Swing it back around on Monday. We'll start talking NFL draft. We got takes and takes on Tuesday. Plenty to look forward to. Kyle Krabs signing off with Joe Marino.